This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Water, water that's needed. Water is needed for physically for physical cleansing. Well, we take showers to clean ourselves with water. That's why the Word of God is called the water that can spiritually cleanse the heart in Ephesians 5.26. Ephesians 5.26, that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of water by the Word, the Word of God. Water is needed to quench spiritual thirst. We drink when we're thirsty. And that's why the Lord Jesus gives us spiritual water to quench the soul thirst deep within. As he said in John 4.14, John 4.14, speaking to a a woman of the street, he says, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Water is needed. It's a basic need of life. No water, no life. Water is needed for physical life. That's why we and God Invite the lost to come to drink the water of spiritual life in Revelation 22.17. Revelation 22.17. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is a thirst come. Whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Now, the reason that God is judging Israel here is because God said that they had acted shamefully in verse 5, shamefully in verse 5, for their mother hath played the harlot, she hath conceived them, hath done shamefully, for she said, I will go after my lovers that give me my bread, my water, my wool, flax, oil, drink. God said that her shame was that she was persistent in her desire to pursue her lovers. Israel was worshiping the sun. They were worshiping the moon. They were worshiping the stars, not God. Israel was saying, oh, great son, oh, great son, you give us food. You cause the plants to grow, and that's how we have food. You shine on our plants, 
That's how Israel was worshiping the sun god. They were worshiping what they called the queen of heaven. The queen of heaven in Jeremiah 44, 17. Jeremiah 44, 17, when they said in their persistent stubbornness, but we will certainly do whatsoever thing goeth forth out of our own mouth to burn incense unto the queen of heaven and to pour out drink offerings unto her as we have done, we and our fathers, our kings and our princes in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. For then had we plenty of victuals and we were well and saw no evil. Israel was stubborn in wanting to pursue their idols. She says, as it says in verse 5, Hosea 2.5, Hosea 2.5, I will go after my lovers. Just like a person today would say, I'll use my life to go after money. I'll use my life to go after fame. I'll use my life to go after power. I'll use my life to go after pleasures. Israel said their idols were like the queen of heaven. And Israel said, she's the one, the queen of heaven, that gave me my bread, my water, my oil, my drink. Israel was prosperous, just like the U.S. is prosperous today. And God warned Israel about the danger of being prosperous. When they were wandering in the wilderness and they weren't prosperous, they were wandering in the wilderness, Moses prepared them for when they would come into the land and he knew they'd be prosperous. And he told them in Deuteronomy 8, Deuteronomy 8, verse 10, he says, Moses said to them, when thou hast eaten and are full, and then shalt thou bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he's given thee, beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments, his judgments, statutes, which command these this day. Lest when thou hast eaten and are full, and hast built goodly houses, and dwelt therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thy hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents, scorpions, drought, where there was no water, who brought thee forth water out of the rock of Flint, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee, that he might prove thee, to do thee good at thy latter end. And thou say in thine heart, My power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for he it is that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant with thee. And if it be, if thou at all forget the Lord thy God and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify to you this day that you shall surely perish. All this, what happened to Israel, what was they were warned about and what happened in Hosea, all this shows us that we have two needs in life. We have two needs in our life, that what we must do with our wealth, what we must do with what we have. First, we must acknowledge that what we have came from God. And second, we have to use it for God's glory. That's the key to not fall into the snare, the trap that Israel fell into. And so God lets us hear, so amazing, in verse five, Hosea chapter two, verse five. God lets us hear what, he, what Israel's saying. What Israel's saying. She says, I'll go after my lovers. They give me my bread, my water, my wool, my flax, my oil, my drink. Just, I just, this is her, this is horrendous. This is shocking. Just picture Hosea and Gomer waking up in the morning, and Gomer has this smile on her face. 
And Hosea asks, what are you thinking about? And Gomer says, I'm thinking about my lovers. She says, I'm thinking about how much they love me. I'm thinking about how much I love them. I'm going after my lovers. Just look at the beautiful necklaces, the bracelets, the rings my lovers have given me. As a matter of fact, when she talked that way, when Gomer talked that way, Gomer's talking about what her lovers gave her. She's not talking about gifts. She's talking about, in verse 12, verse 12, she has said, these are my rewards that my lovers have given me. The Hebrew word for reward means hire or payment. She's talking about what her lovers paid her for prostitution. She's saying, these are what my lovers paid me as a hire, as a prostitute. And instead of being ashamed, she's bragging about it. And she, when her letters paid her off and showing them, uh, I, I, know a, I knew of a man, I knew of a man and his son, and very sad, one day his wife got up and she, she took a shower and she started putting perfume on and she was all happy. She went out of the house, she drove her car out of the house and her husband followed her from afar to a neighbor's house where she committed adultery. And my friend, my friend went outside on the back step of his house and bawled his eyes out. And his son came and sat down and he told him and that's how he found out. This is a picture of the relationship between Hosea and Gomer. And God is saying that that picture of Gomer forgetting about her husband, Hosea, was, and longing to go after her lovers is the picture of Israel forgetting about God and wanting to go after idols. And God is saying is that the blessings that he gave to Israel, that Israel is claiming to be a payment or a hire for the idols, Israel, that because Israel has been unfaithful to God and worshiped the idols in this act of spiritual adultery, this is what God says about this in Micah 1.7. Micah 1.7. All the graven images thereof shall be beaten to pieces, and all the hires, the rewards, the payments, thereof shall be burned with the fire, and all the idols thereof will I dis be desolate. For she gathered it of the hire of an harlot, and they shall return to the hire of an harlot. That's why in verse 12, Israel said that God's gifts of prosperity were payments from the idols of his spiritual, Israel's spiritual adultery that God said, so that God said in judgment in verse 12, verse 12, I will destroy her vines, her fig trees, whereof she has said, these are my rewards that my lovers gave me. God promised to destroy the gifts that God had given her, her vines that Israel used to make wine, wine with, wines described in Psalm 104.15, Psalm 104.15, wine that maketh glad the heart of man. The fig tree, he said he's going to destroy the fig trees. The fig tree is described as sweet in Judges 9.11, Judges 9.11. The fig tree said to them, should I forsake my sweetness and my good fruit? God said that in verse 12 that he would take away Israel's vines and fig trees. And God's saying, I'm going to destroy the pleasures in your life, the pleasures in your life of the vineyards, the fig trees. And he says, in place of that, in verse 12, I will make them a forest and beasts of the field shall eat them. In other words, where once there was safety, where once there was security, once there was, was pleasure, now there's going to be danger, danger. And God didn't just do that, but he says, as we read 
In Deuteronomy 8.17, Deuteronomy 8.17, when Israel forgot God, they said in Deuteronomy 8.17, my power, the might of my hand hath gotten me all this. And God meets that attitude of I did it all myself with a promise that he'll make the road hard for them. Hard with a hedge of thorns. Thorns that were sharp. Thorns that were piercing. And the more a person tries to get through a hedge of thorns, the more it hurts. Just like in Saul's life, in, in Acts 26.14, Acts 26.14, when we were fallen to the ground, the earth, I heard a voice speaking it to me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks, kick against the thorns. And that's what God does when a person pursues a life of rebellion against God. He makes a hedge of thorns, a hedge of thorns, thorns of HIV, thorns of sexually transmitted diseases. And so God brings all these troubles on Israel. So Israel would come to herself. So Israel would finally come to verse 7, verse 7, where Israel would say, I will go and return to my first husband. For then was it better with me than now. This is why God has brought so much trouble into the life of the rebel against God. So much trouble into the life of the prodigal son to have him lose his inheritance, lose all of his money, end up starving, end up feeding pigs for an employer so that the prodigal son would return to himself. He'd come to himself in Luke 5, 17, 15, 17. Luke 15, 17. When he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger? And God said there was a root problem, a root problem with Israel in verse 8, verse 8, root problem. She did not know that I gave her corn, wine, oil, multiplied her silver and gold, which she prepared for Baal. The problem, the root problem in Israel, the root problem with people today, the root problem in Israel, verse 8, she did not know. It was an ignorance, an ignorance of who God is and what God has done and what God does in destroying. He says in Hosea 4.6, Hosea 4.6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. That's why people today are destroyed. There's a lack of knowledge, a lack of knowledge. They don't know who God is as revealed in the Bible, as revealed in the book of Hosea, which shows God's great power God's power to destroy, verse 12, verse 12, God said, I will destroy her vines, her fig trees. God's power to punish, God's power to punish, Hosea 4.9, Hosea 4.9, there shall be like people, like priests, I will punish them for their ways and reward their doings. God's power to be merciful to be merciful, Hosea 1.7, Hosea 1.7, I will have mercy upon the house of Judah and save them by the Lord their God. God's power to love, God's power to love, Hosea 14.4, Hosea 14.4, I will hear their backslidings, I will love them freely for mine anger is turned away from him. God's power to save, God's power to save, Hosea 1.7, Hosea 1.7, I will have mercy upon the house of Judah and will save them by the Lord their God. If a person today only knew, 
the book of Hosea, only knew God's power to destroy, God's power to punish, God's power to be merciful, God's power to love, God's power to save, then that person would see that God is to be feared because of his power to destroy. God is to be obeyed because of his power to punish. God is to be clung to because of his power to be merciful. God is to be loved because of his power to love. And God is to be trusted because of his power to save. God said that because Israel did not acknowledge that, they did not acknowledge that the gifts that they had were gifts from God, that God said that in verse 9, I will return and take away my corn. Literally, it means, the Hebrew says, I'll take back my corn in the time thereof, my wine in the season thereof, and recover my wool, my flax, given to cover nakedness. God says that he's going to take it back in the season thereof. A sudden loss of corn, maybe a frost, maybe a, a drought, maybe locusts. But God said that he's going to be so sudden that it'll be like he takes the bread right out of their mouths. He pulls the glass right from their lips. And he describes how he felt. And I remember my friend, how he felt when his wife went off with the neighbor. How, how God feels in verse 13. Verse 13, I will visit upon her the days of Balaam, wherein she burned incense to them and decked herself with their earrings, her jewels, and went after her lovers and forgot me and took her shower and put on her perfume and put on her jewels, God said, and forgot me. That's how God felt, heartbroken. And he saw Israel in idolatry like Isaiah watched his wife get very happy as she dressed herself and put on her earrings and jewels to prepare to go out at night to attract her lovers. And if Gomer's lovers didn't come after her, she went after them in verse 13. Verse 13, she went after her lovers and it was not that Israel never knew God. Israel had chosen to forget God. In verse 13, she went after her lovers and forgot me, saith the Lord. Hosea 8.14, Hosea 8.14, Israel hath forgotten his maker and buildeth his temple. Judith hath multiplied her fenced cities, but I'll send a fire upon his cities, and it shall devour her palaces thereof. And so Titus came in in 70 AD and burned Jerusalem. And so Nebuchadnezzar came in and burned Jerusalem. Israel forgot that her prosperity came from God. Israel forgot that her safety came from God. Today, there's so much made, and it's an emphasis in Israel on the military force called the IDF, the Israel Defense Forces. Would to God that they renamed the IDF to the GDF, the God Defense Forces. Because Israel left God, judgment came. And it was just another of the old pattern that we've seen so painfully so often in the history of, of Israel, the history of the Jewish people. Judges 2, 13, 14. Judges 2, 13 through 14. They forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtaroth, and the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. He delivered them into the hands of the spoilers that spoiled them. He sold them into the hands of their enemies round to buy. They could not longer stand before their enemies. And then it repeated, Judges 4.1, Judges 4.1. The children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord when Ehud was dead. 
The Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, that reigned in Hazor, the captain of whose horse was Sisera, which dwelt in Hasheroth of the Gentiles. And again, in, in Judges 6.1, Judges 6.1, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. Now, with all of Israel's sin, all of their rebellion, God has a response. And the response is not what you and I think in verse 14. Verse 14, the response of God is, Therefore, behold, I will allure them and bring her into the wilderness and speak comfortably unto her. God has just gone through, as I've gone through, all those great lengths to describe the horribleness of Israel's sins and rebellions against God. And you would expect that now when we come to verse 14, verse 14 would read, therefore God destroyed Israel. Therefore God divorced Israel. Therefore God cast Israel off forever. But for God to have a therefore that reads in verse 14, therefore behold, I will allure her. That's not at all what we would think. I will allure her and speak comfortably unto her. We would have thought I will destroy her. But that shows, when we think that, that shows the truth of Isaiah 55, 7. Isaiah 55, 7. How true it is. Let the wicked forsake his way, the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord. He will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. That's why the word behold is in verse 14. It says, therefore, stop, before I go on any further, therefore, behold, therefore, we look at this, therefore, you're not going to believe this, therefore, get a good look at this, the love of God shines through the gloom of Israel's sin. How's that hymn go? Abide with me. Oh, yeah. Shine through the gloom and point me to the skies. That's what God's done here. He shined through the gloom and he's pointed Israel to the skies of the love of God. And that's what the love of God does for us. It shines through the gloom of our sins. Psalm 103.10, Psalm 103.10. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. This is the pattern with Israel's history and God's glory. God's grace, God's love, God's mercy like we're seeing it here, is always seen in the mirror of Israel's history of sin and rebellion. That's how God shows the glory of God. The glory of God's love and mercy is seen in the mirror of Israel's rebellion and sin. What we have here in verse 14 what we've got here in verse 14 is a tremendous meeting. All that's gone before verse 14, and now in verse 14, we have mercy and truth meeting together. 
Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.